0: This is a Vision Australia radio podcast. Let's catch up with Joe Armstrong. Joe is the CEO for Cystic Fibrosis Australia. It's great to welcome Joe to the program. Joe, lovely to meet you. Thank you for your time.
1: Thanks, Peter. It's great to be here.
0: Maybe uh, we haven't spoken about cystic fibrosis for quite some time on this program, so. Maybe you can give us um, a couple of sentences on exactly what it is.
1: Absolutely, Peter. Cystic fibrosis is the most common life-limiting genetic condition that affects Australians. Uh, In fact, uh, every four days in Australia, a baby is born with cystic fibrosis and about one in 25 people in Australia carry the disease. So cystic fibrosis causes an abnormal buildup of and sticky mucus in the lungs airways and digestive system so it it really impacts somebody's quality of life and unfortunately their life expectancy as well
0: now in terms of treatment uh, is there much out there I mean uh, I'm assuming uh, people would be diagnosed with it at a very early age
1: Yeah, that's right, Peter. Diagnosis is usually within the first few weeks of being born. Um, There are some treatments available, but it really does depend, um, well, firstly, what country you live in. Um, And it also depends on the gene type and the age of the individual. There are some differences there. For some people, it means taking tablets, up to 80 tablets a day, Um, certainly handfuls of tablets for most people with cystic fibrosis every day, and hours on a respirator and intensive physiotherapy to help remove some of the mucus on the lungs. Did you say eight zero tablets a day? Eight zero tablets a day. It's unthinkable. Across a year, that's about the equivalent to a full bathtub of medication.
0: Oh man, that's amazing when you put it like that. And a lot of these tablets are to help with digestion, is that right?
1: Yeah, a range of different things. Um, digestion, sinus, um, airway clearance. Cystic fibrosis is it impacts the whole body. And one person dealing with cystic fibrosis compared to another, it's not the same. So different people need different types of medication according to their gene type and also um, what they're experiencing. So it really is a a complex, um, a really complex situation.
0: Now, speaking about medication, there was some medication approved not long ago for people with cystic fibrosis between the age of six and 11.
1: Yes, that's right, Peter. It goes back a little bit further than that. So um, the medication is called Trikafta. And actually last year it became available and subsidized for people over the age of 12 with one F508-DEL mutation, which is the most common um, cystic fibrosis um, gene mutation. Now, what you're talking about, the recommendation for six to 11-year-olds was also announced last year but at the end of last year um, and the challenge is it's not yet available for the children in that age group but the medication Trikafta it really has been claimed as being really life-changing for people living with cystic fibrosis it is different to the other types of medication Um, it combines a whole range of different benefits into the one medication. It's called a triple combination therapy, but I won't quote you on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's different because it it really benefits the individual by addressing the cause of cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. So what it means is there's decreased infections and damage to the lungs, and it reduces the likelihood of hospitalizations and also hopefully the likelihood of needing a lung transplant in the future. It's really important for the children in the 6 to 11 age group to have access to Trikafta because it prevents a whole range of other complications in the future.
0: Now, my understanding of it is that it is available, people can have it, but uh, does it cost a quarter of a million dollars a year?
1: It is very expensive to privately fund Trikafta, which is what we're campaigning for at the moment. Yeah, it's about $30,000 a month approximately for a family to be able to pay for their child to have Trikafta, which really is not feasible. You know, people wow. are struggling with their grocery bills at the yeah. moment, To let alone, you know, Essential medication. Mm. Um, So what happened last year is the PPAC, the Pharmaceutical Benefits Advisory Committee, uh, they did give a recommendation for Trikafta to um, be made available. The challenge is it's not available to be subsidized, so people still can't access it.
0: But it could be available if... um The right people did the right things?
1: Yes. So we are campaigning for um, the the government and Vertex, the pharmaceutical company, to accelerate their discussions uh, so that it Trikafta can be subsidised on the pharmaceutical benefits scheme without delay.
0: And how are you doing that and how is it going, I mean, in terms of uh, getting your message across?
1: Yeah, so we're having ongoing discussions um, with all parties and speaking to people like yourself, Peter, helps also increase awareness. We've been doing a lot of work with the media and on our social media as well Um, and lots of discussions and meetings with our nation's leaders, which is really important. There are 500 Aussie kids waiting for Trikafta and really it's not okay to have to wait for essential medication so we're doing all that we can to campaign and advocate that the process is accelerated so that um, these children can really have access to medication
0: without any delay. I can't uh, pretend to try and ask you to go into the minds of uh, whoever makes the decision, but why would it be okay if you're 12, but not if you're between 6 and 11 for it to be subsidised? Can you, uh, have you been given a reason
1: for that? Uh, the reason it is, it is, there's a few parts to that answer, Peter, and um, It is actually a lower dose of medication for 6 to 11-year-olds compared to 12-year-olds. So it's a separate process in terms of um, starting again by going back to the TGA for their approval, going to the PBAC for their um, recommendation. So, you know, there is a due diligence process, which is necessary for all new medications um, being made available in Australia, which is, is a good thing. The challenge that I see with the people that I represent is that the time frame and the delays seem to be much longer than they need to be, uh, especially when we've got to almost the end stage um, with the PPAC uh, positive recommendation for Trikafta for the 6 to 11 age group has been made. But now, and that, that decision was made in November, and now we're waiting in, in February, and the medication is still not yet available subsidized, so it, it's not helping the families who need it.
0: Joe, you don't need me to tell you, but roles like yours are so so important because, um, I've been doing this program for a long time, and one of the things about uh, people with uh, disabilities, people that uh, might have uh, challenges in their life, is they're so busy and it's so um much a full-time job doing what you need to do day to day, the advocacy can be very, very wearing. So I guess you kind of know that hat that you're wearing is is very, very important to try and get that message across. And you've certainly done that with us uh, very well today. Um, w- What about as far as members of the general public, someone listening in today that uh, I mean, maybe they contact their local member of parliament about different issues at different times? I mean, is this something that their local member would be aware of? And also, we're talking mainly about federal members. This is like a uh, federal issue, isn't it? It
1: is a federal issue, but also it is a state-based issue in the how the, the uh, local departments have helped support the community. So a lot of people I speak to do know someone with cystic fibrosis or has been impacted by cystic fibrosis. We've seen it a lot on the recent media with TV shows like Married at yes, First Sight. Yes, yes. um, and, and I think by raising awareness, whether it is local or federally, is really, really important because ultimately the more people who are across Um, the circumstances, you know, the more action can be made. So if people are listening and would like to do something, that would be brilliant to engage with their local member. Also, we do do a lot of Advocacy work and, and that does have a cost. So we are doing a campaign to help fund the work that we're doing. If people want to support that, it's available on our website cysticfibrosis.org.au. But even other simple things like following on our social media, sharing posts, um, also helps gain traction. A lot of our um, politicians are quite active on their socials as well. Mm. Um, so it all makes a
0: difference. Well, Jay, you'll certainly make a difference. Good luck with that. We'd love to keep you in touch. Uh, we love to keep in touch with you on this because it's such an important issue. And uh, we're well, 500 kids between six and 11. And then you talk about their families, their siblings, uh, their friends, etc. The amount of people that are impacted is enormous. So... Good luck with them. Thank you so much for speaking to us.
1: Thank you so much, Peter. I really appreciate your support.
0: And cysticfibrosis.org.au, that's the best website to go to.
1: Absolutely, that's right.
0: All right, we'll put a link to that up on our Facebook page as well. Joe, all the best. Thank you so much, Peter. Joe Armstrong, there, the CEO for Cystic Fibrosis Australia. Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Visit varadio.org for more. Vision Australia Radio. Blindness. Low vision. Opportunity.